This podcast is for leaders with passion and guts. Nothing less than a championship is acceptable. Welcome back to Max Out. I'm Ed Milet, and I am so fired up about today's program because I have one of the most successful human beings on the spinning earth right now that is under 35 years old. This guy to my right right here, you all know who he is. You can tell from looking at him, but let me give him the right introduction, okay? This young man right here founded Elite Daily, sold that thing for about $50 million. He's one of the great thought leaders on social media today. He's a serial entrepreneur. Forbes magazine called you the millennial mentor, mm -hmm. right? And above all of that stuff, having getting to know him uh, today, I must tell you, my favorite thing about him is the caliber of man that you are and how generous you are and your spirit and your heart and your character. So. Today is going to be amazing, and so this is Gerard Adams. Gerard, thanks for being here, brother. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So inspired right now. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's one thing when you look through the lens of social media and yeah. you look through on the videos. It's another when you're able to actually come and feel the energy and mm -hmm. see it, and most importantly, right back at you, brother. Like, yeah. there's a lot of successful people in the world, mm. but for me, it's about character. Yeah. And not only do you show up for your community, but the way that you are you know, when I met you and, mm -hmm. and how humble you are and how welcoming you were for me and, mm -hmm. our, and our team, really appreciate that, man. Thank you. It's my pleasure, man, to have you here. You know, I've wanted you to do this for a long time. And Thank so uh, the stars align. So yes. let's do something great here today. Um, I hope my billing of you was accurate because you, Gerard has a lot, you know, the very few people you would meet with the success that Gerard's had so young who has kept such a humble spirit about them too and such a generous giving person. So, but I think some of that, having got to know you a little bit, has to do with your upbringing. I always like to take people yeah. back just a little bit. Yeah. So you grew up a little bit like I did in the middle, right? Yeah. In the middle class. But tell everybody, you know, just a little bit about young Gerard, even though I still think you're young, but young, young Gerard. How'd you grow up? Tell yeah. us about your background. Well, um, you know, I, I really had an unbelievable upbringing because mm. I had a really strong, you know, group of parents. Like my yeah. mother, you know, she just really showed me a love and compassion and empathy mm. and like the things that, you know, a lot of people I feel like don't have that's worth more than anything in the world. Mm -hmm. And my father was the, just a strong man, you know, yeah. he, he really instilled the leadership in a very young age. What he would used to do is used to write, write notes and leave them for me hidden in throughout my house. Really? So if I went to go get a glass of milk, there's a freaking little ripped up note in there. If I went to bed, there's something under when I pull the blanket up. If I wanted to go to school, he's dropping something in oh. a freaking notebook for me or something. And there were these, you know, just quotes from whether it was John F. Kennedy, Marcus Aurelius, wow. you know, just different leaders. And for me, you don't really understand it when you're really young. You're kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool again. Yeah. But I really started to appreciate it as I started to get older. So I grew up with unbelievable parents, yeah. um, hardworking. Mm. Um, they really instilled the, the work ethic for me. But I walked to school. I took the bus. I loved BMX. I was a skater. Mm. And, you know, for me, I was just a very creative person. Person. Hmm. Even young. Yeah, I had charisma even when I was young. I, mm. I, I used to make my own clothes. I used to, I loved, I begged my parents for one thing only, put me into art school. Really? I, yeah, I wanted to go to art school. Were you the only child? No, I have two unbelievable sisters. Okay. Yeah, so. Did he do the same thing for them? Was he writing them notes too? Or was that something he did just with his son? You know what's funny? I've actually never asked them. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Yeah. Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> were you the only one getting these notes? You know, it was just, you, it, you know, they, they were, he was very protective of my sisters. Okay, yeah, I'm you sure. You know what I mean? Dad, and, yeah, as yeah, a dad. Yeah. And he just, you know, they were way more educated, and, mm. and and of course he nurtured he nurtured them. Mm. With me, it was a little more tough love he for was tough sure. With you. And for your sure. mom, by the way, I just get to see your mom's a major influence just because of how hard she worked. And I watched earlier when you talked about your mom. There's certainly something very special there with you and your mom too, yeah. right? What you learned from mom? Well, um, you know, on both sides of my family, I'm extremely grateful of my heritage. Mm. Um, which is what, by the way? People, I, mean, I know you get asked this all the time, right? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Colombian and Italian, okay. but you know, my mother's side, I just, I'm gonna say like 30 days ago, I okay. went and visited my grandfather. He turned 99 years old. Wow. And I, you know, I said it to myself, I wrote it down. I was like, I, my, my grandfather's turning 99 this year. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care what mm. interview. I don't care what, who wants to pay me for anything, what business, yeah. you yeah. know, opportunity there is. Yeah. I am going to see my grandfather to help celebrate his 99 and ask him 
these questions about immigrating to this country. Mm. And, you know, I'm second generation and I just feel like, wow. you know, my mom's, you know, parents, my grandparents, they came here, you know, with that typical immigrant story with nothing. Mm. My grandfather came here first, then he sent back for my grandmother and my mother. My mother mm. was born in Colombia mm. and she came here. So I think the, that work ethic and that, you know, and just the appreciation yeah. for, for being here and like, yeah. and, and making and building a life is instilled in my mom. And then, um, so I'm really, I really think about that and that's what really drives me. But it was the moment that I saw my mom working seven days a week in a supermarket. Mm. And um, that was my first job. You know, I wanted to work. I wanted, you know, my parents weren't like, they didn't give me things like I had to earn it. Mm -hmm. So my first job, believe it or not, was like working at the supermarket where my mom worked. She mm. was an employee there. And um, I'd never forget getting that first paycheck. And it was like maybe $300. Mm -hmm. I looked at that paycheck. And I remember just seeing my mom working there. And I'm just like, wow. Like, there's no way. Like, mm. I got to get my mom out of this. Like, wow. this isn't real money. Like, how, mm. you know, and, and, and at that moment, I started to really feel and think about that. I'm so proud of them. Yes. I'm so proud of what they've done. She's gone through. You go away to college, which I, I'm sure was like a major priority for your dad and your mom, especially for you to go, yeah. right? But you didn't last in college. And so I want people that are listening to this, because a lot of millennials are going to watch this because you're here. They're in my audience as yeah. well. What happened with you in college? Well, this is, uh, this is really interesting. I really didn't want to go to college. I was yeah. a bad kid right before graduating high school. In fact, I lost touch with a lot of my, you know, my good friends that I had grown up with earlier. I started hustling weed when I was in high school, okay. and I almost had a moment that really set me back. And um, I'll never forget the day my father caught me scaling in my bedroom. Mm. And typically, you know, my, I was old. My dad, my dad's a little bit more of the old school Italian. So, like growing up, if I did something wrong, like yep. he kind of like I got the belt. Yep. Like my dad yep. like pushed me around. It wasn't yeah. like I know what you mean. You know what I mean. I relate. And. Um, I had a moment where I got pulled over and I thought that moment, I was about to get arrested and it was gonna completely oh my ruin you know, my, the respect that my, my father would have for me mm. and just for my community. Mm. And um, that story I've talked about, but someone was committing Grand Theft Auto in front of me. And when I was doing this drop off, they wow. end up figuring that out, letting that person go and saying, hey kid, all right, get out of here. Mm. And when I had drove all the day, that was the day that I was like, okay, I'm going to college. Whoa. Okay, like I gotta, I gotta take this muscle mentality and I gotta learn about business. Like mm. I cannot be mm. someone who ends up. Life altering moment. That was a life altering moment for me. Mm. But I ended up crying during graduation because my father wanted me to get into a good college, he wanted me to go to Princeton, and I, I went to, a, I got into a barely a community college. Mm. So I remember just completely freaking distraught, being Were like- you crying because you thought you let your dad down? Actually, no. I was okay. actually really more about the fact that like, the people that I had been friends with, they were, they were going to these great schools. Mm. And I was alone mm. going to this community college, and mm. I was like, fuck, like, yeah. I'm such a disappointment to, to like, myself. <laughs> like, mm. And, um, but going to college that first semester, I instantly was like, this just isn't for me. You just knew. I just knew. I think it was part of the reason why I hustled. Mm. Like, I just always was this creative. I wanted to be outside the box. I didn't want to be, you know, I, I wanted to break the rules. I was That's that art thing in you, huh? The art thing in me, very mm. creative yeah. to this day. And, you know, being in school, I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah, I went to college. And it's one of the things that I, you know, I, there's more and more people I interviewed, but that wasn't their thing. And I think the consciousness about that is changing, too. Because mm -hmm. when I was in college, one of the things that I observed, too, was like, it just sort of brings out these cookie cutter people, the business school. You know, you yeah. kind of... And, and it, it sort of squashes from people their ambition, their creativity. I'm not knocking college at all. I have a degree. Yeah, me no neither. And I'm pro And if I had so kids, I. Said, I would tell them. It's a great debate in my family. My yeah. wife's like, they don't need to go to college. I go, absolutely, they're going to college. Well, they're <laughs> going to be entrepreneurs anyway. It'll give them experience. And it's an achievement. It, it shows work and finishing an idea. But, you know, you're a product like I am, though, of getting some mentors in your life and having guts. Like, you're where you are. You don't give yourself any credit. You're too humble. Your actual conditions right now. Okay, your past and your present do not equal your future. Gerard's present at that time, I'm gonna take you guys, we're gonna flash forward. Gerard's present, if you gave you your resume, it's hustle a little bit of weed, mediocre student, community college, now I'm dropping out. If I said, where's he going? 
right? You'd say, well, the trajectory is not real good. Trajectories are BS. There's no such thing as a trajectory. Yeah. You at any moment can alter the direction of your life. But one of the reasons you dropped out though, was you did have this burning desire to do something great in business, right? Yeah. And you met a mentor or something at that time, right? Yeah. Tell them about that story. Yeah, so, um, you know, for me, I felt at that time the college wasn't for me, but I kept asking my classes, I'm like, does anybody know someone? Amazing you asked that. Like, does anybody know anybody that is like, that's, that's made it, that's become, you know, you know, we talked about this earlier, yeah. not so much self-made, but like for me at that moment, it was self-made. It was yeah. like, oh, you know, didn't have to go through the system, mm -hmm. can break, beat the system, and it figured it out. Mm -hmm. And this internet thing is like really booming right now. Like, does anybody know anybody who's doing this, that's mm -hmm. building online businesses, that's going out there and like becoming mm -hmm. successful? I was really interested in the stock market at the time. Mm -hmm. There's no knows about the stock market. Mm -hmm. And one person was like, yeah, I know a guy. Wow. And uh, they're like, you know, after class, well, I'll take you, over to, take you over to the house. And, um, you know, it took mm -hmm. me over to meet him and I'll never forget that day. I pull up and, you know, three car garage, basketball court, in-ground pool, just phenomenal yeah. house. And I just remember walking in, this kid walks down the stairs, I'm like, yo, what do you do for a, uh, mm. sorry, what do your parents do for a living? <laughs> I love that, man. And he's just I like, you know, that. this is actually my house. And in that moment, it was the first time in my life mm. that I finally got to see yeah. the success. I got mm. to see someone who's created it. And mm. for me, I'm an experiential learner. It's just the way I am. Mm -hmm. That's why mentorship is so important to me. It's mm. why traveling is so important to me, embracing new cultures. It's why building these type of relationships, it's, it's you know, for me, it's like I need to learn hands-on yeah. and I need to see it to believe it. Yeah. And for me, that was the first moment of like, okay, boom, I'm going to make this happen. I, I can see it now. Mm. And I was like, I'm, whatever it is that you know and you, you, like you've learned, mm. I'm willing to bring value to you, show up every day, work for you. You mm. don't have to pay me. Wow. Just, you know, let me be a fly on the wall here. Let me serve for you and learn. And you dropped out of college to go to work with this dude. Yeah. First thing is, everybody, that little story he told you about a graduation when he was crying, there's success leaves clues. Can I give you one little clue in there? People that win, that are successful, are incredibly self-aware, okay? What that was was a moment of self-awareness. Even as a young man, you're like, what did I do? What have I been doing? See, there are, mm. there are millions of other guys at graduation who didn't do great, who were gonna go to community yeah. college. They weren't aware enough to go, this isn't who I am. I can't believe I let myself down. So that's number one. Number two is to have the guts to ask a quality question. The quality of your life is made up by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Is yeah. this guy a trader? Yeah, he, he, was, he was actually a uh, email marketer. He was okay. a, an extremely great writer and researcher. Okay. And he would, write, he would basically do research and he, when I met him, he would teach me how to do research, how to do due diligence. Okay. I didn't even know what that word meant. Yeah. How to actually look up companies, how to f discover uh, uh, undervalued companies okay. and how to actually read their income statements, how to read their balance sheets, how to understand you know, what, their, you know, what their business plan was, where they were going and, okay. and just what the catalysts were, was you know, what email, a PE was. So the email marketing was involving recommending buying or selling a particular stock? Yeah, so okay. it, the, the trading aspect was one end okay. you know just investing yeah. and then he had a, another type of business which was actually helping companies tell their stories okay so you're young then how did you end up doing with him did you end up doing well financially yeah so I built up a I worked with him I started my first online business it was called stock spot it was an online community and I looked at it, I was like well I want to do something unique in this industry mm -hmm. and I want I'm, I'm now starting to trade I want to discover other traders mm -hmm. so I decided to, to launch a forum called stock spot and I looked at eBay and I was like well eBay has uh, a rating system, one to five stars. What if we had a stock form where mm. each member has rated from one to five stars and you would rate them based on the on how well they picked stocks? Because mm. I want to find other people like this, this mentor yeah, right. that knows how to pick them and, and, and is recommending them. You created so, the space that didn't exist so that you were looking for. I created a space for it. For it. Did, how old were you when you did that? 19. That's 20. bananas. So you, look, there's something special about you, Gerard. I mean, guys don't do that at 19. That's not normal. Now they do. Yeah, now they do because they have models. But when you yeah. were doing it, there was nobody saying this is possible. Yeah, right? right. That's what's so We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have that, like, YouTuber, you know, show. Yeah. We didn't have any of that. Okay, so you end up, I think the deal is you end up making a bunch of money, but then the market crashed too, right? Yeah, so I took that business to about $10 million in revenue. Come on. Um, that's crazy great. I, was, I loved investing. I started doing you know, going and visiting these companies, interviewing these CEOs. Mm. And 
and telling them, hey, listen, so the, this is a, a huge win for me. I went into a mine, I learned about the mining industry. Okay. And I was like, you know, the e economy right now is, is there's so much inflation and mm -hmm. I saw what was happening within the, the real estate bubble. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wanna play some, I wanna understand gold, silver, mm -hmm. miners, commodities. So I went into this mine, I learned about the whole mining industry mm -hmm. and then I sunk you know, a huge amount of the money that I'd saved and I would put it into these companies okay. and I would, publicly disclose, yeah. I'm locked up for six months, but I believe in this, this is why I believe in this company. Okay. And I've had multi-million dollar trades because of that. Okay. And it's similar to like a young little Warren Buffett at the time. Really young. But I got, I got overly cocky, I got overly confident, mm -hmm. you know, and I started to um, go all in and I had, uh, finally I was up $20 million in the market playing a, a company that had the patents for TV everywhere, mm -hmm. allowing content to stream through our smartphone devices, which is now everything, Yeah, right? right? So I found the company that had the patents for that. But sometimes, you know, you can be, you can be right, but you can, you, timing is time everything. Wrong, yep. And I just timed it wrong and the, it, the stock crashed, the economy had crashed at that time. And in that moment, I had gone from being this young Justin Bieber, like, oh, I got mm. the cars and mm -hmm. I'm traveling the world and I'm a multimillionaire to literally having everything stripped from me. Mm. And um, that's when I you? really learned about ego. Mm. You know, um, and I just- What you learn about ego? So, you know, for me at the time, what I had really learned, and this is what happened with my mother, and it was really the, ask, the, the point where when this happened, I didn't want to tell anybody. I was like so scared. We go through this, this. We go through so much, always worrying about what everyone else thinks, yep. you know. And for me, the only person I was able to tell was my mother. Mm. And my mom told me this the story of when she was when she immigrated here. They had a studio apartment, and it caught on fire, and they lost everything. Mm. And she's like, when that happened, Gerard, I had to in high school drop out and go get a job on Canal Street in New York City in the winter oh to go make a little money to help your grandparents. Oh and I didn't want to ever tell you this. Mm. Here's my mother who's been the strongest yeah. woman, seven days a week working, always took oh. care of us, loved us, compassionate. Here's my mom crying to me telling me the story. Mm. And she's like, and if I was able to get through that, then you can bounce back from this mm. and they can, money can be stripped away from you, but they will never take this and they will mm. never take this. Mm. So she was like, you have a skill. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you believe in it, like believe in yourself, if you were able to do it once, you can go out there and do it again. And in that moment, I was like, you know, I, you know, I, I don't have this, you know, I, I just felt in that moment that like, I need to figure out, maybe that wasn't meant for me. Like yeah. maybe I wasn't, you know, maybe that wasn't meant for me. Maybe something bigger is meant for me. And at that time, that's when I started to make content. I was like, all right, you know what? I want to make content that helps to, to educate people on what's happening with the economy. Because I've, obviously I lost all this money, but a lot of millennials are not paying attention to, and this even is to today, they're not truly paying attention to what the true, what's truly happening in our economy. Yeah. You know, they'll pay attention to everything on social media on a daily basis. They'll probably yeah. spend, you know, 12 yeah. hours out of the 24 hours a day checking yeah. with everybody else and what everyone else yeah. is doing, but they're not paying attention to their own finances, not paying attention to what's happening with the economy. Amen. They're not paying attention to planning for themselves, yeah. getting down their vision. So for me, I started doing documentaries on the economy. Wow. And then that's what led to then saying, I want to start a publication. Mm. And then that was the birth of buying EliteDaily.com for $9.99 You bought Daddy. $9.99. By the way, what a magic moment with your mom. And for all of you listening to this that are in that down cycle of your career, you, they can't take away what you know. They can't take away your heart. They can't take away your work ethic. They can't take away your ingenuity, right? Stick with it. Chase the next thing, right? Maybe you got to innovate. Maybe you need to course correct in the business you're in and change strategy. But So you lead to Elite Daily, right? And I also learned like... You know, I was at that time spending money on bottles. I was buying freaking two, I had two Bentleys. I was over, you know, going, oh, just spending and spending and spending on things, you mm. know, I, I recognize that. Talk now. about that on your, from your perspective too. So there's all these millennials watching this and I have this theory where I say, if you can't save money when you're broke, yeah. you can't save money when you're rich. If you're either, you either have the habit of saving or the habit of spending, that's the hardest thing in the world. But if you could even save $10 a month, See, habits matter in personal development and fitness and in faith, and they matter in money too. You got to find a way, even paycheck to paycheck, save your 10 bucks a month. But yeah. to say that all these young pups yeah. out there that are, you know, male or female that are out there spending money in these different yeah. places, what advice would well, you give I them? Well, I mean, the, you hit the nail on the head with, with having an investor's mindset and creating the habit of saving and investing. You know, you hit, you hit the mm. nail on the head. Um, but I would also say for me, one of the biggest lessons was and this comes from a personal development side when thinking about wealth creation for yourself 
it's, you know, talent can help you achieve success, but character will help you sustain success. When I first made my millions of dollars, right, I didn't have the character to sustain it. So I, that's why it was taken from me. My ego was big. I thought what made me successful was having all of these materialistic things. And it doesn't, you know, and I love, I love having nice things, right? Sure, like, me too. For me, buying this watch after I sold my company, it has a meaning. A mm. lot of these things have meaning. Like if it has mm. meaning behind it, mm. but God bless, go and, go and, you know, you know, create that life. For, for, yeah. But you have to realize that ultimately it's about your character. And at that time, I was being very selfish. Okay. And I realized that like I needed to, you know, start thinking about how am I showing up in the world? How am mm. I actually being a leader? How am mm. I actually helping the people around me, serving the people that, that are my team, that community? Mm. And I just, I, I really, um, mm. at the time, I just didn't have this, this character of, of wealth or, you know, um, of actually being a leader. I love that. And, you know, by the way, we both want you to have a Lamborghini. We both want you to have a Ferrari. We both want you to have a jet. <laughs> yeah. We just want you to have it in the right time, right? Yeah. For the right reasons. But... So you find Elite Daily, guys, 80 million unique visitors, right? Yeah. yeah, 80 to 100 articles per day. It went from the three of us to 200 employees. It was one of the best journeys of my life. And how old were you when you sold it? When um, you sold? So I was 30 years old. 30 years old, everybody. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you take from it, but it's about a $50 million sale, yeah. right? So yep. bam, yeah. you're back. Yep. Now you're really, really back. Yeah. What was, what did it? I take everyone through it. I'm just curious. I ask people this in my private life. I've never asked somebody on camera. What was that day like? What was it like to go, oh my gosh, like what's that feel like to have a day like that or a, or a, a moment like that when my life just friggin' changed? Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting because the, uh, the initial feeling was a little uneasy. Um, I actually was a little bit, a lot of what ifs clicked in for me in the very beginning. It wasn't like, oh, I hate it. It was like, you know, you have partners, you have investors. Mm -hmm. I felt very much like I didn't want to sell the company. This wasn't like something I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, I, we had long board meetings mm -hmm. and, you know, we saw Facebook changing their algorithms and Elite Daily for me was like this brand that I wanted to really continue to take to become the biggest millennial media company in the United States. Um, so afterwards, and for real, it was like, man, I feel like my baby just got taken yeah. away from me. Yeah. And um, it was until I called some of my closest friends mm -hmm. and told them, and they were like, gee, you always want to jump out without a parachute, man. Mm. And, you know, listen, man, for, for once in your life, let this soak in what you just did. Yeah. Let this soak in. And that was the moment, like, hearing it from one of my good friends, mm. that was like, oh, wow. Mm. And then it was, <laughs> you know, for me, where it really hit for me was... Um, when I was able to really go and talk to my father first mm -hmm. and tell him, I want to pay off all the family's debt. I want to pay off all the mortgages. And, um, and then I took my mom after, after I paid that off, I took my mom, she wanted this Jaguar. I yeah. took my mom and got her her Jaguar. I took my dad, got him a Mercedes Benz convertible, mm -hmm. which he, which he loved and picked, mm -hmm. surprised my younger sister with the car of her dreams and just... And by the way, by the way, you guys, he still, because I know the story, he still hasn't listed anything he did for himself. Have you noticed? Finally, what is the big thing you did for yourself? Yeah, I mean, the the, the two biggest things, the first was I bought myself this watch. Yep. Um, you know, I just wanted to basically have something on my wrist that just reminded me mm -hmm. of it. But the truth is, and this is what comes with, when it comes to having that character and having that wealth mindset, you know, it's like a billionaire's mindset, really. Mm -hmm. You know, it... it, it you know, for me, I put it, after that, paying the debt, you know, I, I got the watch, I put it in a trust. I know. I you know, I didn't think about buying the mm -hmm. next fancy exotic yeah. car or anything materialistic. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, take a step back. Yes. What is, how do you want to, forget about the money, how mm -hmm. do you now want to leverage this to show up in the world mm -hmm. as a better role model? Mm -hmm. Millennials need role models mm -hmm. right now yep. of what it really truly means to be successful more than just money, but actually showing up as a leader in the world and serving your community. So for me, that was when I was like, you know what, I want to go back to Newark, New Jersey, where my grandparents immigrated from, you know, immigrated to, yeah. and really give back to that community. Because I want to show that that's success. Yeah. You can, when, you, when you have all the money in the world, yeah, it's, it would have been easy for me to go and just you know, get three Lamborghinis mm -hmm. and like leverage just trying to mm -hmm. show that lifestyle. I, I love, of course, I still love a life of course. lifestyle. But for me, I wanted to show that aspect of, for the past three years, I dedicated myself to go to the hood. Yep. 
you know, and I built an incubator in the middle of the worst projects in Newark. Yeah. And for me, that was... We're, we're going to talk about that. That was a reward. Yeah, guys, that's character, by the way, showing up. This is why I endorse this man. The, you millennials out there, you guys that are 80 years old out there that are watching this, that's what you do when you win. That's that's how you handle yourself. By the way, I want you to have 11 Lamborghinis if you choose yeah. to do that, as long as you can do those other things. Then you start founders, right? That's yeah. basically what you did. You guys are going to love what this guy did with this, and this model is brilliant. What you've accomplished, just as we're sitting here in 33 years, bro, is so amazing. I'm just, I'm so blown away by you. And you deliver it in such a way like it's really not that big of a deal. But you're talking about a guy who, you know, let's be honest, hawking a little weed, community college, <laughs> drops out, 20 million, loses it, comes back, sells this deal for 50 large, and then takes that and goes, nope, that's just the very beginning. Now yeah. I'm going to contribute. Yeah. So what's founders? You're gonna, you guys, you're gonna love this. Tell well, them. Well, I just this. started thinking about social impact, and I, I just, I had this moment where, I said, okay. Elite Daily was this brand. It was the mm. voice of Generation Y. Mm. That's gone. But I am still, you know, I'm still a voice. Like, I, and I finally felt like. You know, it's time for me to start coming out and telling a lot of my life lessons, start being, I, I've seek mentors my entire life, but now it's like, it's time for me to start being mm. a, a better mentor, a better role model. And I just had this moment where I was on a, the balcony in Miami, I was buying this penthouse, I just, I'm getting the sale, my accountant's like, you gotta go to Florida because yep. of tax purposes. And I'm on that balcony and I just had this moment where, I had this moment with God, you know, and mm. I just was like, as lightning struck my heart of like, this is not where you're supposed to be right now. You got time to do that, but right now, you're like right now, you have this ability at such a young age, Gerard, like to go back to your, where your family's roots are from, and like and start something and give back to a place that like never actually like they don't teach entrepreneurship in schools. Like I looked back at my life and I was like, man, like. God, thank the Lord, thank you, God, that mm. I've been able to somehow ask that question and find that mentor and, mm. and like, you know, and slowly take action in my life to create that, to create this, this success. But like, there's so many people out there that lack the belief system that mm. are or that live in fear mm. and don't even know about true, like, don't even know what how to become an entrepreneur, what entrepreneurship really is. Yep. And then it was like, there were certain things that got me here. So it's like my EQ, like I was never the smart kid, but my EQ was something yeah. that I really mm -hmm. started to master over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, the way that I learned how to communicate, mm -hmm. the way that I was able to really truly build relationships, the empathy that I really had to build a team. Mm -hmm. You know, these were things that like, again, I never learned in school. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then financial literacy. Again, the things we're talking about, about mm -hmm. financial wellness and saving, like again, no one teaches you that yeah. when you're in high school, yep. you know? And I was like, I want to go back and just start to be a voice and mm. start to actually work with the youth mm. and, and actually teach them these skills within entrepreneurship, EQ, financial literacy. Um, and, you know, I, and, and I just felt that's where my heart was. How do you so guys I started execute a social it? enterprise. Yeah. So what I did was I, I partnered up with a real estate, real estate developer and I said, okay, well, let's take an area that's 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 a really kind of bad area at mm -hmm. the time um but we saw the future of newark newark right now has got so many amazing things happening mm -hmm. right it's it's got billions of dollars of investment you have all these unbelievable corporations there we're right now top 10 for amazon moving there so mm -hmm. there's a lot there it's one of the first like tech real technology cities there has fiber optic running right through the ground okay. so there's a lot of infrastructure there it used to be you know it's one of the wealthiest it's the biggest and one of the was one of the wealthiest cities in all of new jersey mm -hmm. it just through the industrial revolution yeah. it lost all those jobs then yeah. there was riots and then it just you know it's self-destructed so i know the infrastructure is there it mm. just needed mm. it needed someone to go in there and be part of that revitalization so mm. i partnered with a real estate developer i invested into the building we built a high rise of 20 uh, about 20 units and i said on the bottom floor i'm going to create something for the community so i launched an incubator and then i was like i'm going to build something where i run a program for 12 weeks at a time i'm going to pick 12 entrepreneurs uh i'm sorry 12 uh, companies that have about two co-founders, mm -hmm. typically one, two, two co-founders, and I'm going to bring them in here for 12 weeks. I'm going to coach them, and I'm going to bring in some of the top and best mentors out there to fly into Newark, New Jersey, and work with these and work with these young entrepreneurs. So I did that, and um, wow. And then during that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the youth, middle school and high school students. We're going to go and teach them in class because you got to go where they are if you want to really yeah. truly disrupt 
the education system, the first thing you need to do is you have to actually go into the education system, yeah. understand how it works. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I need to study the education system again. So I went, I, you know, I got some unbelievable, I got an unbelievable team. And we just started going and building relationships with the teachers in the middle school and high schools there. And we started going in there. And then, you know, we taught those, we taught these classes and semesters of entrepreneurship, EQ, financial mm -hmm. literacy. And then after school, we allowed those youth to come to the incubator oh and work under the entrepreneurs building companies. Oh and God. then I would bring people like Eric Thomas, yeah. who would come in and host, yeah. not only working with our entrepreneurs, but then actually speaking to all of these young kids in that oh community. Gosh. And then we built an art gallery down the street and we just started revitalizing this whole area. And now it's completely transformed. Um, My gosh. Are you hearing you? That's amazing, brother. I'm just, that is brilliant and amazing. My God, I want to know how I can help with that. Oh, thank you, brother. I would love for you to come and work I, with some of these kids. I mean, I want one, to. one of the biggest moments of my life was, wow. um, you know, I'm, I'm starting this thing and I, I remember when we opened the doors, I was like, okay, how is this going to work now? <laughs> right, right, you know, like right. now I'm in this, I'm in this incubator, I'm in this space, and I'm just like, okay, how am I going to find entrepreneurs to move to North New Jersey? How am I going to find local entrepreneurs that want to mm -hmm. actually be in this incubator and build mm -hmm. a company? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to be able to do this? And I'll never forget, I'm outside on the phone handling one of my other companies, and this this young this young man, this young black man, mm -hmm. kid, you know, mm -hmm. walk, he's walking by. He's like, hey man, yo, what is this place? Mm. And I'm like, well, this is a, this is a, this is an incubator. Well, what's an incubator? I'm like, okay, well, this is a place where we teach business. We, we we're able to teach you how to create things in the world, how to solve problems. Mm. He's like, oh, I like business, man. I want to know about that. I'm gonna want you come inside for a second. Mm. He comes inside and I sit with him and I talk to him. And when as I'm guiding him, you know, I start to see he's like, he's like. Listen, everyone's lied to me my entire life. I've seen my uncle get killed on the port front, you know, porch steps. Mm -hmm. You know, like, how, how am I going to be able to do anything? Like, who are you, man? Like, what's, well, this, where's the fine print, man? Right. Like, you know what I mean? He's talking like that. And he's like, listen, all I know is I got to hustle out here in these streets. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just started to see that. Now, remember the early part of my story? Yes. I hustled. Yes. Yeah. So I knew I had the ability to finally, yeah. I feared telling anybody on a camera ever before that I ever hustled weed when mm -hmm. I was young. You know, you just don't yeah. want to tell that you know, kind of stuff. You're proud of, you know, right. it was, it was not, not, and I'm yeah. proud of that. Right. But I knew God made me go through that moment right, for baby. this very moment, looking at that kid in the eyes. His name is Shakoy, mm. and I looked Shakoy in the eyes and I said, "Listen, man, I've hustled too, mm -hmm. and if I was able to realize that that was not what I was meant for in this world, you're meant for so much more. You're meant for so much bigger, bro. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm here to tell you that you have such a greater gift for this world. And if you come here every day and dedicate, I promise you, I will be here right there next to you. Oh, and I will guide you and mentor you so that you can find that gift inside you and realize what you're really meant for in this my world. Gosh, the next day he shows up at a tie on. Mm. I'm like, bro, you don't gotta wear a tie around mm. here. But the, what was interesting was a little, about, I would say probably about a month after that, some of Shakoi's friends from school come by. Mm. Like, hey man, whatever Shakoi's on, I wanna be on that. And apparently he had unconventionally gotten the school to go to the auditorium and gave a motivational speech unconventionally to oh the students God. there. And this, that, that one moment of shifting my his God. mindset and seeing the change in him, that's when I was like, okay, thank you. Now I know why we're doing, like, I really know my why God. I followed my heart and that, that this is the reason why we were supposed to do this. And it's still a battle and it's yeah. not easy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely not easy continuing to be there. Um, I and, love and you, brother. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you like that. That's one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. I mean, and I want to be able to help with you. And I, there's so many, uh, what you're doing is wonderful. And is brilliant, and uh, and I know you're finding the way too. You yeah. know, there's so many lessons in the things you talk about, Gerard. It's like there's these things you do so naturally that are just such lessons for people. But did you hear what he said? He said, "Now I got to figure out how we're going to do this." A lot of people out there think, <laughs> "No, but but it's brilliant because a lot of people." And you didn't even know all that with Elite Daily, and you didn't right. know that before when no, you we were, were training. And I didn't know it in my business. People think, well, you have to know every single step before you start. You yeah. will never start. No. There's going to be so many adjustments and course corrections. Oh, yeah. What you have to do is know why. Yeah. And find the mentor and just start. And have There's, a vision. You right? know, for me, I've, I've had a vision. I had a why. I had a vision. Then it was like, all right, let's, let's figure it out. Let's go. I love this. I love what you're That's doing. That's been my model. And similar to you, faith. 
Yeah. You know, like faith is my business model for sure. Talk about that for a second, because it everything with you, it sort of comes back to that with you, with your faith, doesn't it? So, and how how important is that to your life? And just speak to that a little bit. It's it's just part of you know we talk about habits, we talk about routines, we mm -hmm. talk about mental toughness. Like for me, it all starts with that faith. I mean, every single day, every single morning. You know, we, we talked about this, mm -hmm. you know, on Leaders Create Leaders, when I, you know, we both take that, cold, we both yeah. do something with cold, cold water. I don't know if you do the yeah. dunking in the cold water. I do. We do the dunking. Yeah. I, need, I, I, can't, do. I, gotta I dunk in the ocean or I dunk here. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. You know, for me, it's simple. I just, you know, I, I turn it on ice cold in the yeah. shower yeah. and I pray. I say, my Our Father in the cold shower. Every day. Th every day. Mm. Every single today, Our mm. Father. Mm. And, and, and then I, and I speak out. I speak out what I'm feeling. Some days I speak out, God, please help me. Give me the courage. Give me the mm. strength. Give me the ability to fight through today. Mm. You know, maybe because I woke up a little bit depressed. Maybe I yeah. woke up a little bit sad. Maybe I went through something. You know, it happens to me a lot. You know, um, it can be lonely, a lonely game sometimes, you know, going out and serving and, and showing up in the world. Um, so sometimes, you know, I, I, I feel that. I feel lonely. You know, sometimes I have anxiety. Um, so I'll pray to get me through that mm. and to show up as, as um, you know, as, as God's son. And, um, and then I'll pray for my family, I'll pray for my team, I'll pray for my community. Um, and, and then for me, when I turn that cold shower off, it's, it's like it hits me, bro. I'm like, let's go. The inner warrior comes out. 33 years old, bunch of money saved. You could just play it cool all the time. You're taking your time to serve, to change the world, and then to yeah. admit your frailties and some of the things that you struggle with, I think is just beautiful because there's this thing in the world like masculine men aren't supposed to share things that they're afraid of or yeah. that they struggle with, right? And real masculinity is actually sharing those things and then showing people that you can still overcome them, yeah. which is what you do. But let's talk about you a little bit. And you know, I learned that from a Navy SEAL. You know, I never was like that. Again, I, I hit a lot of that insecurity in my life. Because hmm. I always thought a leader had to be that, had to be the one who's like showing up for the team, has to be the strongest. You know, I always ate last, but I always showed up first. Hmm. And, you know, for me, that was, that was how I showed up as a leader. And it was until, this is, I don't know if we have that much time we have, bro. But, you know, I really believe in the universe and, mm. and just like when you're putting, the, I believe in energy and it's just so, like the energy that you put in to the world and just into just who you are, how you show up, like it just, it's unbelievable what comes back to you. And it was Memorial Day weekend, long story short, I'm at this bar mm. and I see this guy walk in, he's got this hat on with the army flag mm. and, and he's huge and this other guy who's jacked and I'm like, excuse me, sir, have you served? He's like, yes, I have actually. And, and the woman was like, oh yeah, 30 years. He just got out from, you know, mm. uh, relief. And I was like, would you mind if I bought you a beer? He's like, well, you know, thank you. And she's no one ever does that. Thank you so much. And um, by this guy, beers, we're hanging out. And, but the other guy, he starts telling me stories and everything. But the other guy who looks like Sylvester Stallone from Rambo, I know it's your boy. <laughs> I'm like, man, who is this guy? He, he finally tells, I'm a Navy SEAL. I can't tell you too many stories. I'm yeah. on duty. We're in San Diego. Mm. And... Um, had an amazing time. Mm. I leave, I feel like I've met the real celebrities. They are the real celebrities. Yes. Okay, not us influencers, not mm. us, you know, these people on TV, all these people we follow, no. They are our heroes, they are yeah. the real celebrities. So for me, I was so excited. I finally met this Navy SEAL, I finally mm. met these people, I got to, you know, show them gratitude. Two weeks later, I get a call early in the morning from yeah. my, someone from, uh, from the incubator, mm. say, hey G, there's a guy named Paul here waiting for you. He looks like he's ready to kill someone. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I drive over, it's, it's the Navy SEAL mm. from San Diego. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's mm. like, I don't know what it was, Gerard. Ooh. There was something about you, and I'm not supposed to be here, but I had to come out here because I think I could help you. And I sit in the incubator, and that day he asked me, so how are you? And it was that day I was like, okay. He made me feel like, this is a Navy SEAL. Like, I could be insecure with this Navy SEAL. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I am stressed. I am not myself. Like mm. I just gone through a really bad breakup mm. four years. I love her to death. Mm. And just, I also just was going through things internally. Mm. And he was like, and I was like, but I gotta show up every day, man. And I'm putting on this, mm. this, this like, you know, this, this, this Superman suit for my team because they're mm. struggling. They're coming to me and struggling because mm. we're still, you know, it's bodegas. You can't, it's hard to get healthy food. It's hard to live over there. We're changing it all and it's yeah. exciting, but it's still a hard way of life. Sure. And um, so he was the one who expressed to me, Gerard, a real leader 
has to show vulnerability. As a SEAL, if I don't let my team know when I'm hurting down, how are they supposed to know when to pick me up? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. What is special about you? What is unique? What did you do to win? I mean, something special happens when you've done this much. You've lived a lot of life in 33 years. Yeah. So why? I mean, uh, I, I really genuinely believe that it's in within all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really genuinely believe that it's just a matter of just shifting from, from fear to faith. I used to be someone who was so fearful. Like I cared so much of what people thought of me. I felt I had to prove everything to my father. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just was, I always felt like I, I would never, you know, it, this is a big one for me. One of my first mentors, when I started to break out and become more successful, mm -hmm. they said, you'll never be more successful. You'll never be successful without me. I actually had a moment with my mentor who said that to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm. you know, so I've, I've had these like struggles, you know, when I was, you know, when I was younger of feeling I had to prove myself, being mm. a little bit fearful. Um, and I, there was a moment in my life where I just recognized that like nobody else is in control. Mm. Just nobody else is in control, in control externally. Mm. And I completely can take ownership of my life. I am in control of my destiny. And, you know, I really genuinely believe that the, one of the biggest things about me is I'm just present, bro. I am extremely present. You know, I'm a visionary, but I am every day present to what the gift is today and what I need to do today to be 1% better that day. And I just show up every day and I'm every day. For me, it's 24-7, 365. Of course, I have balance. But for me, it's just who I am. I think when you live as an, your authentic character, mm -hmm. You know, this is who I am. Hmm. Whether you're a business partner of mine, whether you're the doorman opening up the door for me. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. To my family, to my friends, to my team. Hmm. You know, whether you're looking at me on Instagram or you're meeting me in person, I am the same kid that I always was growing up hmm. in a sense of like, I'll always, I'm always someone who is full of love. I think, you know, I, I, for me, it's like, I just genuinely believe that the number one thing that will end all suffering on hum for humanity is love. Hmm. It's plain and simple. And I think when you embody that love and you embody that fully for yourself, hmm. like I finally got to a point where like, I just love me for who I am. And I want to share that energy with the entire world. I want them to love themselves. I want them to want to give love to everybody, regardless of skin color, hmm. where you're from, we can all understand struggle. And I just, for me, I've just recognized, like, listen, we all, we all have, we all gone through things. We've mm. all struggled. We've mm. all had these moments. We can all, we all have a story. We're all writing it. And we have such a short period of time. The universe is vast, billions and billions and billions of years. And we're lucky if we make it a hundred of them. Mm. Like, what are we going to, you know what I mean? So it's like, why worry about what, you know, why, why live in fear? Why worry about trying to prove yourself to anyone? Why not just step into your greatness? Step into who you are. Step into fully loving yourself and the fact that you have an opportunity today to be present and to take control and take ownership of your destiny. And for me, that's it. I just, I'm so grateful and every single day, I'm just like, I, I wanna just fully be present. I wanna be present to the fact that I'm here. I'm so blessed to be here with you. I wanna be present in my businesses. I wanna be, be present in my relationships. And I just think that in this, in, you know, we can all get caught up with, how, with the fast pace of technology and doing and going and hustling and grinding. But I think that your real strength in life, if you, you said this as an observer, mm -hmm. if you can be poised, I don't care what storm you go through in life because we're all going to go through storms. More money, more problems. Mm. It's life. You have to be willing to adapt constantly, constantly adapt, constantly shift your mindset. So number one thing is you have to build your character. Mm. You have to find that leader within yourself because when you do and you become poised, 
no matter what happens externally, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, you're going to lose, death is part of life. You're going to lose people that you love. Mm. Your businesses are going to fail. Mm. You're going to, you know, things are going to happen. And it's just, it's part of it. Who would have thought that, you know, the president of the United States would have gotten, went through bankruptcy, right? right. It would have went through the amount of, you know, there's a mm. lot of things he's gone through. Mm. It, you know, um, it's just, you know, you look at everyone out there that we admire, mm. they have gone through struggle, but mm. they take ownership of their life. Nobody else does it for them. Mm. They're taking ownership of it. Isn't that amazing? I, brother, I, I, I've done a lot, lot, lot of conversations I've had in my life that affect me like this one has. Our former president, by the way, didn't even really get raised by his own father, right? Didn't come from a perfect family. Wasn't even raised all the time by his mother. And he becomes leader of the free world, right? And so when you say things like this, man, I'm just so moved by that. You have a massive spirit. So, you know, I, I, I really think that I'm ready to start sharing a lot more. I've done, you know, I launched my show, Leaders Create Leaders. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm a storyteller. I love shining light on others. I yeah. love, because I'm a student, just like you. Yeah. I'm a student. And I think that's how you, you grow in life. Mm. I'm constantly seeking these relationships and mentors and, and, um, and learning through experience. So, but I, I recognize that I don't do enough of opening up myself. Mm -hmm. And I want to start doing that a lot more and I really appreciate you. I think you've done a lot of that today, brother. Thank you so Before much. Before I ask you the last too. question, um, like I find myself wanting to know more about you. I'm guaranteeing you people that are watching or listening is like they want more. And so where can they get more of you? So the yeah. first, uh, social media-wise, web-wise, whatever, tell them everywhere they can find yeah, you. Yeah, sure. I mean, my number one platform is Instagram. Mm. Um, I love it creatively. So at Gerard Adams. Mm. And then our, uh, my show, Leaders Create Leaders, um, is under Gerard Adams TV. You can just search Leaders Create Leaders on YouTube. Ed is on season four. I cannot <laughs> wait for that episode. It was definitely by far the greatest episode Thank we've ever done. You. And I want to just say that. Thank you you just smashed it. Thank you, you did. So um, I can't wait for you guys to see that. And um, other than that, you know, I, I think that's where that's typically where you can find me is uh, is Instagram, YouTube, and um, you know, I, yeah, shoot me a DM, you know, comment, you know, yeah. I just try to engage with that, engage with that your, audience. Your content's magnificent. It, you're so good, though, it's hard to contain you in a minute. And your Instagram is awesome, but this is, this longer format is better because yeah. we get to see the real you. Yeah. I enjoyed today. I want you to give everybody a gift, though, because I feel like the, I don't want to have somebody sit next to me that's accomplished all that you've accomplished without asking everything I could possibly get in a little window. So if you were, if someone's watching this, they got a chance to have lunch with you. Mm-hmm. You know, your legacy, you're too young for legacy right now, okay? So they get they get access to you right now. They get, the, which would be expensive, but they got access to a lunch <laughs> with you, right? And they could ask you things about their life or being an entrepreneur, getting their life going. They're at a stage right now where they go, you know what, you've inspired me, Gerard. I, I do need to change my life. I do need to make some shifts. I need to be gutsy enough like you were to maybe make a decision like you did out of college. Gutsy enough to get off the mat when I lose the $20 million. Gutsy enough after I sell my business to go find founders now, right? Like these are all gutsy calls that took vision, right? Yeah. And I feel like I'm ready to do that. But now I gotta go, I gotta start. What would you say to me? What would your advice be to someone who's now ready to go? They're gonna start their business, they're gonna transform their body, they're gonna transform their family or their spiritual life. What advice would you give them? Well, I mean, I would tell them they gotta inherit what I call being world-class. This has took me a, a long time to even come to this term of what it means to be world-class, similar to max and maxing out. Mm -hmm. And for me, the definition of world-class is being, it's very simple, it's being amongst the best. Mm -hmm. I'm right now, you know why, why we're world-class? I'm amongst the best, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm like I'm sitting next to Ed Milet in a, his one of his unbelievable matches on Laguna <laughs> Beach. Like this didn't just happen. Mm -hmm. I created this reality. Mm -hmm. And how did I create this reality? How can you create this reality? It's by becoming world class. Mm -hmm. It's becoming amongst the best. It's by setting the a highest standard for yourself, being of the highest caliber in all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. So what I would tell you is you need to sit back and reflect. Are you really ready to be world class in mm -hmm. all aspects of your life? You know, are you really to step up to become that world-class leader? And it starts with having a world-class mindset. And that comes from, you know, how do you have that world-class mindset? Well, you gotta like completely change your habits, your routine, the way that you actually see yourself, the vision that you have for yourself and the way that you see the world. And you have to really live that way and believe that. And then I would work with them on creating a world-class brand. You know, and for me, I think that there's never been a better time 
for people to really take ownership of, of their brand. I think that one of the biggest reasons why I'm successful, and if they want that, is, is relationships, man. It's the impression that you make on the world, how people see you, the relationships that you get. Listen, your life can change within one moment, one opportunity, one decision, one impression. Mm-hmm. I have one, when Ed met me today, I had one shot, one, one moment, one impression to make on Ed. Mm. For him to feel my spirit, mm. for him to see in my eyes and understand how the humility that I have, the humbleness that I have. Mm. You know, the honor and the respect that I had for him. Mm. You, and life comes down to those one, that one moment. So for me, it's how are you becoming that world-class brand? How are you showing up to create those opportunities, to create those moments, to create these relationships? You want to, you want to, you want to inspire the world. You want to impact. We all have that purpose. We all have that gift. But are you living world-class? And last but not least, are you living as a world-class leader, as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a daughter, as a teacher? as a fireman, as a cop, Mm. as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, how are you showing up as a leader in the world? And that comes down to your character. So for me, I would really dive into those three aspects and that's it. Once you inherit that living as living world-class, I want you to, I want you to comment right now that you are, I am world-class. I want you to write it. I am world-class and that's what it's about. Gerard, you're, <laughs> the, the, the profound nature of the things you say is just like that clip right there is going to be played millions of times <laughs> somewhere, awesome, brother. Bro. I mean, hey, listen, you, one person, that's what I hope. You know, bro, there's millions of people are going to play this that last part back over and over and over again. <laughs> the, the great thing about this interview is, I'm not kidding you, when you do an interview like this, you know this, at the end you go, okay, guys, we got to cut a one-minute clip for Instagram, right? We're gonna get, <laughs> it's like, I got 90 <laughs> clips in this interview. You too, oh, man. Isn't it true, Mike? It's like, my gosh, like what, you can't cut one clip from this interview. There's too much of it. So... It is so good. It was Thank so you, wonderful to have you here today. Thank I just you, love you, brother. I love you, too. I love you, too. Thank it's you so much. It's just magnificent. I'm so proud of you, and Thank we're just you, knowing bro. each other, know, and I'm proud of I you. Know, so I, know. I hope you're proud of him. I hope you enjoyed today. I'm just sitting here blown I, away. I can't wait. Hey, listen, Ed, anytime you want to, uh, you know, just want to let me stay, uh, no problem, bro. <laughs> I, got the, I got the Gerard. I got the G suite sitting upstairs waiting on I love, it, I love on it. it. Hey, everybody, listen. I hope you enjoyed today's program. You know, remember, you have a couple things here. I'd love if you would write a review of this on iTunes so we continue with the rings. Right now, we're number one in the United States, number one in Australia and the UK, number four in Canada. Canada, get your act together. Let's get the number one. You do that by writing a review. Give it a like or a comment on YouTube. And every day on Instagram, I run the two-minute drill, which means this. When I make a post on my main feed, everybody who makes a comment for the first two minutes with a hashtag max out, we select a daily winner that gets gear from me, coaching calls, Every guest does a 15-minute call with you. You get one guest, so you get a chance to win that. Or if you miss the first two minutes, just post every day, and we pick a winner from the week, too. So hope you do that. Focus on the two-minute drill. If you enjoyed today, write some comments here. God bless you, and Max out.